0: Welcome to another message from Bridge Assembly, located at 725 Granite Avenue in Helena, Montana. For more information on Bridge, go to our website at bridgehelena.com. It is our prayer that this message will help you to connect with God, connect with others, and connect others with God. There, There are no more powerful words that you can speak than in jesus name so we seek all these things right we seek many things in life but if we're not seeking them in jesus name then then we're seeking in vain what a powerful song father god we thank you that that we are here this morning we thank you that we can gather here today we thank you that you established this nation in such a way that, that there is Freedom of religion but but beyond that it doesn't matter if our Constitution says there's freedom of religion we know that in you Jesus we have freedom and that is what we proclaim today we proclaim our independence from the sin for world but we claim dependence upon you as our father our good shepherd our leader so Jesus we thank you today Lord we do repent for our nation right now and the things that it is pursuing. Lord God, we are a body of believers, but we are speaking for this nation. So we ask that you hear our prayers in that beyond that, Lord, we are missionaries in a great mission field right here in our own country. So Lord God, give us that that desire to invite, to speak, to share a testimony, to to love, to to give hope, to present our faith. Because we know, Lord God, when our words are tempered by the Holy Spirit, they don't return void; they are good. So, Lord God, give us the the desire and the boldness to win this community for you, to be about our King's business. Jesus, once again. We love you, and we speak the name of Jesus. What a powerful name is the name of Jesus. Lord, today, help us to open up our hearts, open up our minds, open up our intellects. Let us be challenged with your word. Let us take that word and that challenge and implement it into our daily lives so that we're not just meeting here for a certain amount of time, with certain people and then leaving here the same way lord god we truly desire to be changed when we come here on a sunday morning and gather with our brothers and sisters and we desire to be changed on a daily basis when we gather with you alone lord what we're saying is that it's all about you jesus so we pray this in your mighty name and everybody had to shout out extra loud today Amen. You guys can grab a seat if you haven't done that yet. Yeah. Yeah, it's that it's that day of the year before before Fourth of July and, and Family Camp is actually going on, the Assemblies of God family camp up by Glacier National Park is it started uh, yesterday and, it, and it'll go through the weeks, so we have a lot of people gone today at family camp. They are getting ministered to. It's also a, basically, for a lot of people, a four-day weekend, so we also have a lot of people that are out camping. That's Montana in the summer, isn't it? But here's, here's what I would tell you, and here's what I have noticed since, since moving here almost seven years ago. Um, and people warning me, hey, when Montana summer hits, the church the church disperses. Um, but what I have noticed is is on days like this, when we have a lot of people gone and we have a more like Jen said a more intimate crowd. I like like the way you, you, you worded that. It's more intimate. It's more intimate. Um, what I find is is that that people tend to engage more. That the those that are here engage more and. And man, the Holy Spirit really gets active when our numbers are down, because he doesn't see numbers, he sees hearts. So I say all that simply to say this, engage today, open yourself up today. It's a smaller crowd, it's okay, there's less distractions, all of that. Let's all just push in just a little bit more and let's see what God has for us today, amen? Amen. Amen. Kids, we will dismiss the kids. If we have too many, we don't have very many kids, do we? But that's okay. They're all at family camp as well. It'll, it it will be good as well. A couple quick announcements. Let's just run through those real quickly. Um, We have our, Bridge the Gap Food Pantry is, man, it's, it's amazing. We've, it's been so good since we launched that. Um, and, and we get food every week, but we're, we're going to do a, a July-August food drive, and there's some handouts at the front desk. Um, we're kind of noticing we need some more specific things we get. Let's just say we don't need anything that has the Jolly Green Giant on it. We have enough green beans and corn for the thousand-year rain, um, but there's some other things that we need, and then we're also finding that that even in Montana, where things don't go stale as quickly as as other places. Um, some of the breakfast cereals, the Pop-Tarts, even the the ramen that we like to kid lasts forever. It, it just it breaks down rather quickly. So if you want to give, um, please do. We're going to be doing this this month and next month, but there is a handout out there that, that lays out a little bit more specifically some of our needs. We are most likely in the very near future going to be actually expanding the the food pantry because we just need a little bit more room. Most of you guys don't even know where it is, but let me tell you, it's amazing and it is full. So please continue in your generosity. Again, this is this is really, we're stockpiling stuff. When people need stuff, we hand it out, but we also have it in reserve just in case. We don't know what's happening. We don't know what might happen in the next several months, several years. So we want to be prepared for that. So please continue to give, and we thank you for everyone that has. And then last week, I, I uh, introduced baptism. Um, we want to have a baptismal service. Um, obviously we need to get through family camp and, and all of that, so the people who are getting baptized are actually here, and, and some of them are today, but there is a sign-up sheet um, in the foyer under that TV. If you guys just want to sign up, put your name. We have not chosen a date yet. Um, we will choose that um, and then dedicate um, that time for baptism. Uh, last week, you know, I said this um, Just because you've been baptized once, maybe it was a year ago, maybe it was 50 years ago, or somewhere in between, um, there's nothing scripturally that says that you can't be baptized again. And sometimes, again, we go through things in our lives where sometimes baptism, water baptism, is incredibly appropriate. So I'm I'm just asking you guys to pray and, and ask God and say, hey, is that something that, that I should be doing? And and the Holy Spirit will guide you in that. If you have maybe taken a little vacation from from God for a couple months or a couple years or a couple decades, uh those are great times to come back and and participate in a water baptism. Remember, water baptism is an outward expression. Of an inward experience. So you're expressing what's going, um, you're expressing to the world what's happening on the inside. And sometimes, sometimes again, that changes and we we get more intense with God and we take that faith step a little bit deeper. A great way um, to continue on that faith journey is to be baptized either for the first time or the 15th time. So I would encourage you guys to pray about that. And sometimes it's just, man, I'm just going to just get into this. I'm going to proclaim to the world what God is doing inside of me, how much I love Jesus, and we just have a fun old time doing baptism. So like I said, that is uh, there's a sign-up out there for that. Giving, four ways to give. You guys know it. I talk about it every week. You can give online. You can give through our app. You can text to give. You can use our giving boxes, or you can mail it in. We give because God... Asks us to give, and we give out of a humble heart of worship. Man, I I love trusting God with my finances. I don't want to have to worry about that, right? Uh, I, I'm still stewards of of my money, and and as a church, we are stewards of that money, but we. We, we take that worry and that, that anxiety out of our lives when we, when we humbly submit everything to God. And, and our finances, to be honest, are a big thing. That's one of those that we like to hold on to. We're in a very prosperous and blessed nation. As it tends to happen, the more money there is, the more we like to hold on to money. Some of the happiest people are in third world nations, and they don't have hardly anything, but they have Jesus, and they are happy about that. So again, we we offer this time of giving any time during this service simply to be obedient to, to Jesus and use that giving time as a form of worship. That is it. You guys ready? I hope you guys are ready because... My goodness, if, if if you've been here, if you've been following along, you know that we're in this series on the book of Colossians, um, really the supremacy of Christ. And we've gotten to this point in scripture. This pass, these passages, these verses we are going over today. Are simply amazing. You guys are gonna, you guys are gonna, gonna love this. So uh, let's pray and and we'll we'll jump into this. Father, once again, thank you that we are in your house this morning, Lord. What a what a blessed place to be. What a great place that we can be worshiping you in spirit and in truth with our brothers and sisters in unity. We love that, Lord. Guide us and direct us, Jesus. We 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 just want you. Man, there's nothing in this world that compares to You. There's nothing in this world that we want more than You. So Lord God, we, we humbly bow down to You and we open our hearts to You. Holy Spirit, guide this message. In every word, every step, guide this message. Allow me to say only those things that You would have me say. Shut my mouth with everything else. And Holy Spirit, I'm going to pray it again like I do every single week. And I'm going to pray it because I know you answer this prayer every single week. Don't let anybody leave this building. Don't let them walk through those front doors the same way that they came in. Because Lord God, we desire a change in our life. Be that a challenge, be that confirmation, or be that conviction. Lord God, we welcome that change in our life. Make us different. Make us to be a little different bit more like you every single day. We pray this in Jesus' name, and everyone said, yes, amen. Well, like I said, we are just cruising along in our series that's focusing on the book of Colossians, and and by cruising, I mean we're on a bicycle, right? Right? And that bicycle has flat tires. And we're kind of going uphill, right? We're not cruising very fast, are we? We're taking our time. And we're, we're, we're taking our time. We're taking it slow because we want to gain the greatest appreciation we can from this book of the Bible. It is such a short book of the Bible, but it is so power-packed. And I hope you guys have enjoyed it so far. I was talking to somebody and they've said, oh man, I've, I've read Colossians hundreds of times. Yeah, because it's so short. You can read it, man. You pick a book of the Bible to read. Man, you go for Colossians. You can get through that just in, in 15 minutes. But when we slow down and we take it easy, we're exposed to a whole lot more. We, we, we actually begin to see the beauty and the power that we find in a book like this, and, and, and I really hope you have been challenged in your walk through this series. I mean, we've only been through what eight verses in four weeks. Um, but I hope you've been challenged every step of the way. so So today, of course, we want to continue to keep the main points of Paul's letters, the main points. We want to keep them in front of us. We want to focus upon those. The three main points of this letter are, are simply this. Jesus is central and supreme to all and in all things. Jesus is the Son of God. We are to strive to live a life in Christ. Those are the, the three main points that, that Paul is trying to convey in this letter. And, and please also remember, we we introduced this the second week, it's important to apply, to actually take these words and apply these principles to our, our life in a personal way on a daily basis. And we, we do this by making it personal. We, we say things like this, Jesus, you are central and supreme to me. And in all things in my life. Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. Jesus, I will constantly and continually strive to live a life in you as my Lord and Savior. See, when we do this, we go from, from the principles that we find in the book of Colossians. We transfer that to a personal statement in each one of our lives. I encourage you guys to, to wake up every morning and to pray those things right there, right there. So I hope you're continuing to do that. It, it changes your day. It makes your day very different. Well, today we will conclude the greatest run-on sentence of all times with verses 9 through 14. Now remember, verses 3 through 14, um, though in our updated Bibles they are segmented into to sentences in the original Greek, uh, verses 3 through 14 was one beautiful, glorious sentence wonderful run-on sentence and we've been working our way through that. I hope you've gotten a lot out of that. Um, If you've missed any of those messages, you can easily get caught up by going to our Facebook page, our YouTube page, or if you have our church app, you can get to all of those past messages from there. Today, like I said, we're going to be focusing on verses 9 through 14, and they're exciting. They are so wonderful. Here's the deal. I said it to a couple of people this morning because I'm so amazed, especially with this passage. We know, we know that Paul was brilliant. Right. Even before he came to to Jesus, he he was brilliant. He was a brilliant Pharisee. He was a student of the Word. He was a theologian of 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 uh, in the Jewish culture. Then he comes to meet Jesus, and and everything turns around. The light bulbs go on, and and um, next to Jesus, Paul was the greatest theologian in all of history. Right. But I read verses nine through fourteen, and and with an understanding of of really how. Brilliant, Paul was. The order and the content of verses nine through fourteen are way beyond Paul. They are absolutely inspired by the Holy Spirit, as is the entire Bible. But when we read passages nine through fourteen like this, it really comes out, and it's like, oh my gosh, this is this is God given. This is this is God inspired. This is amazing. You guys ready to jump in? I'm ready to jump in. In your Bibles, turn with me to Colossians chapter 1. Uh, We're going to start in verse 9. Colossians 1, 9. This is out of the Amplified Bible. It says this, For this reason, since the day we heard about it, we have not stopped praying for you, asking specifically that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all spiritual wisdom, with insight into His purposes and in understanding of spiritual things. This right here is such an important verse. It's, it's a great verse, absolutely, but it's also a very important verse. This is really the start of a prayer for a petition for the faithful believers. Remember, Paul has addressed this letter to the faithful believers of the Colossian church. It's not just to the Colossian church people, because there was issues going on, but, but he really targeted the faithful believers. So now he's praying, he's, he's offering this petition to God for the faithful believers. Now, to start out with, Paul writes these words, For this reason. underline those words in your Bible, this is important. For this reason. See, Paul is referring back to the reasons that he gave for the thankfulness that he gave in verses 3 through 8. So it's compounding, right? It's it's continuing in this this run-on sentence. So Paul is praying here in response to the news that had come to him about the Colossian faithful and their experience in Christ. How the faithful believers there are continuing to look for Christ. Paul is is praying in response to that. Paul's excited here because he knows the foundation of the faithful believers in the Colossian church, despite what is going on, the conflict, the false teaching, despite any of that, he knows that the faithful believer's foundation is true. I would ask this, how about us? How about us? How how excited do you get when you hear that God is working in someone's life? Paul's excited here! But we hear about people and God's working in their life. How excited do we get? Let me tell you this, we should be getting excited. We should be getting excited to the point that we offer a prayer to God. That God works even more in that person's life, in that situation. But sometimes, sometimes pride or envy or anger or disrespect creeps in and we hear that, that this person that has been living a lifestyle of this for so long has come to Jesus and God is really working in that person's life and, and, and out of our mouths before we know it we say something dumb like, well, it'll never last. Well, is that really genuine? Genuine. Things like, and we can't be doing that. If God's truly working, we need to get excited just like Paul is getting excited to the point that we pray that God works in that person's life even more despite your feelings, despite if you've been hurt in the past by that person, been disappointed by that person, we need to get excited. Can you imagine what that would do in us? if we actually lived our life like that, if we got excited that God is working in other people, that would do some amazing things in us. See, Paul was grateful for what had already happened in this church, and now he prays for even... More God, you've done great things, but God, do even more great things in this church. Again, Paul's not even addressing the issues in this church yet. He's simply building up the faithful believers. He's encouraging the faithful believers. And what, is, and what Paul is praying for is the same thing that we need to be praying for in our own life as well as in the lives of of our brothers and sisters in Christ. Now we find two specific requests here that, that Paul is, is putting out there. First, that they may be filled with the knowledge of God's will in all spiritual wisdom. Can we all just relax here for a second, take a, take a little break, stop for just one second... And simply acknowledge that God's will is His prerogative. Right? Should I have to say that from the pulpit? You wouldn't think so. But, but sometimes all of us, even me, we need a reminder that God's will is His prerogative. One that we may not understand all the time. It's one that we may even get angry with or or disagree with at times however it is not god that needs to change it's us god's will doesn't change our will has to change i say that because sometimes in our our frustration or our anger or our pride we can pray in a way that is an attempt to supersede God's will, right? Sometimes we get a little too big for our britches. I would say this, it's not happening because God's will is His will. This usually is done in, in ignorance or arrogance. Ignorance being that we just don't know any better. Arrogance meaning we're a little too full of our Now the easiest way to keep on track is to always pray God's will. Always pray God's will while leaving your humility at His feet. Just just leave your pride. Be be humble. Leave everything at His feet feet. We got to keep God's will in front of us. When we keep God's will in front of us, despite how confusing it is, despite that it's not exactly what we want, despite that it goes against our agenda, God's will is always better for your life than your own. So this, this right here is Paul's prayer for the faithful believers in the Colossian church, that they may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual Wisdom, I want that. I need that. Amen? Amen. Now, second. Secondly, Paul asks that they may have understanding. Paul knows the value of understanding. You sitting there saying understanding of what? Of God's will and of spiritual things. They need that understanding. See, false teachers have come in And they are disrupting, and they are bringing division into the Colossian church. Paul understands the importance of having a spiritual understanding of what is going on here, which brings us to Ephesians 6.12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. You know, I read that. I'll read that and I'll think, okay, Paul was divinely inspired by the Holy Spirit to write that for the Ephesians church. We find it in Ephesians 6.12. But I look at that and I think, that is so incredibly... Incredibly appropriate for us today. So we have an understanding that these things, that, that the Colossian church was, is, is really, with most all of Paul's letters, he was addressing false teachers and, and things coming against the church, sometimes from within and sometimes from the outside. We have to have an understanding that that is all too familiar and appropriate for us today. So what Paul is doing here it's very much a prayer for understanding, keeping the understanding correct. Can the faithful believers in the Colossian church simply lash out at the false teachers that are coming in? Maybe they take them in the back alley with a a chain and a baseball bat, right? You know, sometimes we want to do that, but we know as Christians that's not the right way to do things because it's a spiritual battle, it's a spiritual war, it's powers and principalities that are going on. These people are deceived, they're under bondage, Paul is encouraging that the faithful believers have an understanding of these spiritual things so that they can pray appropriately, they can address the issues appropriately. See, when false prophets and false teachers rise up against biblical teaching, it's always spiritual warfare. Therefore, we must understand that the American church, right now the American church, The Montana church, the Helena church, is very much in a spiritual battle. There are things rising up within churches that is trying to destroy those churches. There is a whole lot of stuff coming from outside the churches, sometimes at a federal and governmental level, that is trying to disrupt those churches. We need to have a spiritual understanding of what is truly going on and it's 100% demonic, right? So, so Paul prays that they, and I'm going to take it for us, that we have this insight and this understanding. And now we get to the wise. And that's verse 10. Verse 10 is, is huge. So Colossians 1.10. So that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, displaying admirable character, moral courage, and personal integrity to fully please Him in all things, bearing fruit in every good work, and steadily growing in the knowledge of God with deeper faith, clearer insight, and fervent love for His precepts. That is so huge. So here is why. Here is why Paul is praying for these things. To walk in a worthy manner of the Lord. That's a good thing. To please the Lord in all things. That should be our desire. To bear fruit in every good work. That's what we should be doing to steadily grow in the knowledge of God. We should be seeking that every single day. Interesting, isn't it, that Paul Praise that they will be filled with the knowledge of God's will in all and with all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Why is this so interesting? Well, we read it in light of what Jesus said in John 14, 26. But the helper, the comforter, the advocate, the intercessor, the counselor, the strengthener, the stand by the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in my place to represent me and act on my behalf, he will teach you in all things and he will help you remember everything that I have told you. It was as if Jesus knew that the church was going to have issues, and that we as people are going to have issues. So he says, Man, the Father, the Father is going to give you the Most wonderful, the most beautiful gift after I am gone. I'm going to no longer be with you. I'm going to ascend. I'm going to be with my Father in heaven. But you are not going to be left alone because you can't be left alone. So the Holy Spirit, the helper, the comforter, the advocate, the intercessor, the counselor, the strengthener, the standby is going to be with you, leading you and teaching you and helping you to remember Everything that I told you, that Jesus told us, we need to be reminded of Jesus' teachings. Did you know that the Bible is a wonderful place to be reminded of Jesus' teachings? And it is the Bible that was inspired by the Holy Spirit. And it is the Holy Spirit that reads the Bible with us and points things out. I love that. So this is all coming together. So if we, if we read 9 and 10 kind of together, we, we, we see that Paul is praying in verse 9 that the faithful believers in the Colossian church, those who are confronting the false teaching, he prays that they would be full of the Holy Spirit who imparts the wisdom and the understanding that they need, and it's the same wisdom and understanding that each one of us needs, so that they and we may walk in, underline those words, walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, pleasing Him in all things, bearing fruit and growing in the knowledge of God. Walking in, walking in. In. See, walking in are the key words and an important concept that we have to understand here. Walking in conveys that those who Paul is praying for need to, by their own will, make an effort here to pursue and apply what the Holy Spirit is doing inside of them, right? So it's this understanding that the oh, Holy Spirit is always active, right? He's always giving us things. He's always imparting things. He's always whispering and speaking and, and showing us things. He's doing this all the time. But we got to walk in that. We got to make the choice to actually walk in that. It's coming into our spirit, right? Holy Spirit speaking to our spirit. Holy Spirit speaking to our intellect. The Holy Spirit speaking to our spirit, which is then talking to our intellect and trying to trying to pull it back from all things. But but we gotta walk in that. We gotta make that choice because we still have that choice to make. See, we are either going to put the Holy Spirit in the lead position in our lives, or we're not. Flip that slide. Here's here's some pretty good stuff here. We must choose to either walk in or walk away from the leading instruction and equipping of the Holy Spirit. We're choosing one or the other. That's a hard one, isn't it? To really come to the realization that if I'm not choosing to walk in the Holy Spirit I'm actually choosing to walk away. See verse 10 is a pivotal verse here it's really where the where the rubber meets the road and it is a choice that that you and I and everyone in here has to make on a daily basis. Boy, I'm just wondering, why did God orchestrate that, that this message hit on the same day that everybody's gone at family camp and camping because there's, there's this so intense? But I'm trusting God that, that His Word will not return void in here this morning. See, if you are not walking in the leading of the Holy Spirit, you are walking away. Now let that sink in. That's a hard one. That's brutal. I don't think any of us can sit here and not be convicted to some degree in this understanding. And we we come to this this conclusion of of why Paul chose these words and this illustration of walking in. And now Paul continues in verses 11 and 12 and he's continuing with this prayer. Look at Look at 11 and 12. We pray that you may be strengthened and invigorated with all power, accordance to his glorious might, to attain every kind of endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints, God's people, in the light. See, what we have here in these two verses, this is the other side of the process. Paul prays that they be given the Holy Spirit, namely wisdom and understanding. In verse 9, he states why they need to take what the Holy Spirit is granting them and walk in those things in verse 10. And now in verses 11 and 12, Paul tells them the result that will occur from their choices to walk in. Or obey the Holy Spirit. Which I guess we could say, if they choose to walk away from the Holy Spirit, they're going to forfeit these things as well. So they choose to, to grab hold of these things by walking in the Holy Spirit. They choose to forfeit these things by walking away from the Holy Spirit. Let's look at what those things are. Number one, they will be strengthened and invigorated with all power. How many guys in here need a little Strengthening little invigorating by the Holy Spirit power. Number two, they will be in accordance with God or in God's will. How many of you guys want to live a life in accordance with God or in God's will? I know that I do. This is the interesting one. They will attain endurance and patience in joy. How many of you guys in here want some patience enjoy. But it's interesting that he he attaches these two. It's not just endurance, but it's endurance and patience in joy. That's that's incredibly appropriate for what's going on in this, this church. Number four, they will have gratitude. Everybody loves gratitude. Number five, they will share in the inheritance of the saints. Remember, this is a prayer that Paul is offering for these faithful believers. And, and once again, don't forget why Paul is writing this letter. The church is being attacked. It's being attacked by false teachings. And it's an attack that is seeking to, to pervert the truth of the gospel and to erode the biblical foundation of the gospel message. Does that sound at all familiar of what we're seeing happening in the United States today? It's, it's the same thing. What do the faithful believers need more than anything during this storm? They need strength, and they need invigorated power in accordance with the will of God that will produce endurance and patience in joy, all while having an attitude of gratitude and confidence in the future inheritance of an eternity with Christ. See, Paul never wants them to get beyond their current situation. He always wants them to be faithful and hopeful, looking for their faithful or their future inheritance, right? Though this is happening now, remember your future inheritance is this. When we look to our future inheritance, it helps us deal with the things we need to deal with today. That's called hope. We have hope for eternity, which changes our attitude for today. Now listen closely, listen closely now. These principles and effects that Paul is laying out for the faithful in the Colossian church, well, those are the same principles and effects that the Holy Spirit has for each one of us as well as for our church right here and right now. Are you guys with me? Do you believe that? Do you believe that everything we're reading in Scripture here also applies to you? Though it's different context, though it's a different time, it's a different geographic area, it's a completely different church, the the issues that are going on are different, all these things are different, the principles are absolutely the same, and they apply to each one of us. So quite simply, we are to pray and ask for the Holy Spirit. We are to be led by the Holy Spirit. To, to He's to guide us. He's to speak to us in a way that we can hear. He, he gives us what we need. Remember, we ask these things in accordance with God's will and not our will. And then we must take those things the Holy Spirit gives us, and we must employ those things or put into action those things, or to walk in these gifts. We don't want to walk away from those things. They're beautiful, wonderful things. We need to be walking in those, which many times is by definition an act of faith. As a result, we see the fruit of the Holy Spirit manifest itself in our lives. Oh, well, what, 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 what kind of fruit? What, what, what is that? Well, it's Galatians five twenty-two and twenty-three. Thank you for asking. Underline this: the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. It's the goodness of God. It's the attributes of Jesus, right there. It's the fruit of the spirit. So, what do we do? We pray. We employ and we produce, right? Pray, employ, produce. Pray for the Holy Spirit. Employ what He gives us. Walk in that and produce the fruit, those good fruits that He desires us to do. Does that make sense? It makes sense. We love cruising with bicycle with flat tires uphill. Love slowing down in this stuff, right? If we would have cruised over this stuff, look at what we would have missed. But that brings us to an important question today. We, we think about all these things that we've read so far, but then we have to bring it back to us and simply say, am I? Am I doing these things? Are you? Are you praying? Are you employing? Are you producing fruit? I don't know. That's just something that you have to answer. You have to answer through the guidance and the reflection in the Holy Spirit. And God is faithful. The Holy Spirit is, is amazing in that to help us understand maybe in this part of our life we're not. And maybe we're falling short over here. And Maybe over here we're deliberately walking away. But He does it in such a way that pulls us back. And now this brings us to the conclusion of the greatest run-on sentence ever. It's really a, it's really a proclamation for every born-again believer in Jesus Christ. It's, it's wonderful. Listen to this and rejoice that you are counted as one of God's children. This is verses 13 and 14. For He has rescued us Amen. And he has drawn us close to himself. Amen. From the dominion of darkness. Amen. He has transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. Amen. In whom we have redemption. Amen. Because of his sacrifice resulting in the forgiveness of our sins. Amen. And the cancellation of sins. Penalty. And everyone said... What an amazing two verses. We should all write this down. We should all underline it. We should be putting this up in our car, our bathroom, in our kitchen. We should continually be reading this. What a a great thing. See, Paul here, Paul's like, hey, I've just laid all this. I'm encouraging the church. I'm saying, I'm praying to God. I'm thanking God. I'm reminding them that their foundation in Jesus is true. The true gospel is existing in the faithful believers of this church he's he's reinforcing that he's encouraging all of that he's encouraging the believers to stand strong it doesn't matter what is coming against you if you don't stand strong in Christ it will all crumble but if you stand strong in Christ no matter what there will be a remnant in that church that can then be built upon paul's encouraging in all of this and then all of a sudden paul brings it all back to jesus he brings it all back to the supremacy of Christ. Now remember, supremacy is the state or condition of being superior to all others in authority, power, or status. Jesus is supreme. He is the supreme Jesus of this world. There is none higher. There can't be. See, only God has the power and ability to rescue and redeem us from the dominion of darkness in his supremacy. The dominion of darkness is this world. This world is the dominion of darkness, and the ruler of this world is our enemy. It's the devil it's satan himself he's he's the prince of this world he's he's the he's the ruler of the dominion of darkness over this world and i'll tell you this he does he deceives many He deceives many. There's so many things that are going on in this world, in this country right now, that it's so far beyond man's, even man's depravity. Man, it is beyond that. There's a deception. There's an evil, demonic deception that has infiltrated so many parts of our culture today. And there's people, there's people who call themselves Christians who are embracing the same darkness. They have been deceived by the enemy. They need to be born again, right? So that the Holy Spirit is the one that's guiding them and showing them and, 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 and producing fruit through them. We have to understand there are many today that are deceived and and that the enemy deceives many. But it is the atoning sacrifice of Christ that conquers the darkness, and it changes our life. Amen? We need to see more people's lives changed by the atoning sacrifice, the power of the Holy Spirit, the forgiveness through the blood of Jesus. We need more people coming to Jesus to change this world and to fight against the dominion of darkness. See, we are liberated. We are liberated, or we are set free from sin and death. We are drawn to Christ, and in Him we are, we are transferred. We are redeemed. We are forgiven. And only through the supremacy of Christ is this available. Ephesus aphesis that's a Greek word, and that's the Greek word that that Paul uses here for forgiveness in the original Greek he uses this word aphesis, and, and in English it's like forgiveness, oh it's forgiveness but when we when we backtrack and we really dig into this Greek word and and we look for its understanding, we, we come to the conclusion that that it literally means to be released from bondage or imprisonment see Forgiveness is being released from bondage or imprisonment. We are released from the bondage or the imprisonment of the sin penalty. And the word implies, this is so amazing, the word implies that it is sent away. We're not sent away from it. It is sent away from us. So when we come to Jesus and we 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 come to Him for the forgiveness of our sins, it's not like He says, oh, finally, I'm going to pick you up out of this sin mess and I'm going to move you over here. No, He says, you're staying right where you're at and I'm sending that sin away from you. What does that do? That enables us to then witness to those around us. Sometimes we wonder, man, if I come to Jesus and I get saved, why am I not instantly taken to heaven? You would be be taken away. You would be being sent away. This shows that the sin is sent away so that we still have a job to do and we can still be effective for Christ right here in this world. Man, I would love to get saved and go straight to heaven. Oh my goodness, that would make make everything so much easier. But in God's will, in God's wisdom, in God's way, and in God's plan, there is something very different going on. So when we come to Him for forgiveness, all that junk is sent away. Some of us in here need to come to God and just say, God, forgive me, so that that stuff is sent away. Isn't that a great visual? The sending away when we come to Jesus for forgiveness. See, this demonstrates both the supremacy and the love that Jesus has for each one of us. It's amazing. This was, again, vital reinforcement being spoken to a conflicted church here in in Colossae. For the faithful believers, it served to lift them up and to strengthen them. Didn't these words do that? Don't you think, man? Think back, man. You're in this church. You're in this situation. You read these words of Paul. How could it not strengthen them up? How could it not lift them up? Now, there are some very faithful believers in here this morning. And those faithful believers this morning might need a little lifting up. Worship team, if you guys want to come up. Doesn't matter how long you've been a Christian, doesn't matter how, how strong you are in your faith, all of us sometimes we just need a little bit of that lifting up. In a moment, in a moment you will have a chance to come to this altar and get lifted up by the one that can truly lift you up. But we have to understand that this letter also served as an evangelistic tool to nudge those just kind of nudge those who might have been questioning their commitment to Jesus and to this church so so Paul is is helping to nudge that and maybe maybe that's you today maybe you're sitting there going yeah I come to church but I maybe I'm not feeling completely connected with with Jesus when I'm here and maybe maybe the holy spirit is nudging you just a little bit today well well you're going to have an opportunity in a in a moment here to come up and to make a decision to go deeper like I said we're we're, we are so low on numbers today but that's okay because God the Father isn't up in heaven going counting people and saying, oh, I will allot this much of the Holy Spirit for you guys today. God doesn't do that. Does quite the opposite where two or three are gathered. He is, thank God there's more than two or three of us here today. But God is here. God wants to touch lives in here this morning. So maybe if you're a faithful believer and you just need a little bit of that lifting up, who doesn't? If you're going to be fully honest, Charlie prays for everybody. Who does Charlie pray for? That's the one person I know that I can say, Charlie prays for everybody. Because Charlie literally prays for everybody. Charlie is a faithful believer. But I'll tell you this, Charlie, and you know this, sometimes you just need a little lifting up too, right? you pour out so you need pork back into that's a faithful believer saying i need to be lifted up that's paul saying hey faithful believers you guys are fighting the good fight you are founded on the gospel message of jesus christ the will of god and the power of the holy spirit you are doing you're praying you are evangelizing even while there's conflict in your church, but you also need to be lifted up. You also need to be poured back into. I don't think there's anybody in here, including me, especially me, that doesn't need to be lifted up or poured back into. But there's also people probably in here today that, that need that little nudge to finally take take those steps to go completely deeper in your relationship with Jesus, in your commitment to His body. Amen? I think we're all there in one way or another. So as we go into this this last couple songs, we're going to spend as much time at the altar as we need. Again, we're low. We've we got people gone. They're missing out. I'm going to say that. I'm not trying to guilt anybody. Man, they are missing out this morning. But we're going to open up this altar. We are just going to come to this altar. We are going to receive whatever God has for us at this altar. We are going to be filled up. We are going to be built up. We are going to be nudged and take those steps to a deeper relationship with Jesus in our faith. Amen? Everybody stand up. We're going to pray. We're going to sing. We're going to open up the altar. And we're just going to have a great time basking in the presence of the Holy Spirit up here this morning. Again, can it happen in your seat? Can it happen in your car on the way home? Absolutely. But why would you want to miss this opportunity and take those beautiful steps as hard as they sometimes are to walk to this altar? Let's all pray. Father, what a glorious portion of scripture have you blessed us with in in this book of colossians lord your entire book is amazing but but lord god this is so appropriate for where we are today it's so appropriate for where where the american church is where the united states is what we're battling with so lord we thank you on this independence day celebration time that we can look to your scriptures and truly see what it means to be free and both dependent upon you. So Lord, today as these altars open and people come to these altars, Lord God, I know, Jesus, I know that you will bless us with the convening of your Holy Spirit. Lord God, we ask that you challenge us, that you confirm in us, that you open up our eyes. Lord, that conviction from you is a beautiful thing because it's conviction and not condemnation. So Lord God, help us to embrace that. So during this altar time, Lord God, I, Lord God, I have an anticipation that you're going to do great things. We pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. The altar is open in jesus name receive receive what the holy spirit was was pouring out to you today don't run from it but receive it bring it in don't leave here the same way that you came in remember we've got a baptism coming up if if anything nudged you this morning that said hey you need to be dumped again you need to be baptized again please sign up next week Next week we are going to enter into a portion of scripture that is so incredibly powerful. You will not want to miss next week. Look around. If there's people that are missing today that you know, text them, say you gotta you gotta get get online and and listen to this, this message. Everybody have a blessed and safe few days. Don't blow any fingers off. Celebrate though, and give give thanks to the one who truly deserves it. In Jesus' name, Amen. This concludes today's message. We hope you can join us next Sunday for services beginning at 10 o'clock a.m. at Bridge Assembly, located at 725 Granite Avenue in Helena, Montana. For more information about Bridge Assembly, go to bridgehelena.com and we hope you can join us next Sunday with Pastor Jason Metz.